This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Razor Game. Good morning. I'm Frida Liu. It's August 1st, the first Monday of the month, which means Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab joins us again. Now, with today's conversation, as the twin forces of a recessionary and inflationary economy hit businesses everywhere, the first area to feel the impact is sales, especially salespeople. So in this incredibly sharp session, Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab will be outlining several specific and powerful keys for salespeople to work on to pick up their sales very quickly and hit targets Good morning, Jeevan. Good morning, Frida. Always good to be here. Yes, so today's topic is sales mastery for salespeople in a down economy. Now, from a sales uh, person's point of view, there's just so much to do, right? Where should they start? What should they take stock of? What's a critical focus? Okay, so, so so many things, and I get this question a lot. Salespeople are always saying, "Hey, what do I do? Where do I start? Where, what, 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 what can I do mm. to to, uh, to really just move forward and and bring in lots and lots of sales?" So, so it's all here. It's all we've got seven keys we're going to look at. Start with the first key, a very critical key, and then build all the seven keys into your sales profession. Build it in, build it in very very strong, and you will see a complete change in how you perform during this time. You know, it's a recessionary time and inflation time and there's a lot you can do rather than can't do you see if you if you get these seven keys right you can run laps around your competition you know, whilst other people are just checking out of the race you're seeing the checkered flag and and that's that's really key you you, you want to do things in a very structured solid and strategic manner so let's go right in really key number one you want to go right I, in <laughs> before you go right in because we never do right i, yeah, I want to yeah. say like this one of the things right motivation. you know right, everyone's like waiting for the seven keys and it's like <laughs> not, what's yet, not, yet, not yet not <laughs> yet motivation motivation is a tough one right um and to stay motivated and it's difficult to close sales if you're tired and exhausted it's yep. i was just saying that it's really 153 days yep. before the year ends. So everybody's sort of like, you know, am I still running on full steam, right? Uh, and, and some people are just fed up from so many unconverted prospects, yep. right? And that's very common um, now. Yeah. From experience, what's some of the best ways for a salesperson to stay motivated okay. before we get to the seven keys? All right. So motivation is king. And here's the best way. It's most very, very important. I've been training salespeople for decades. So, so here's the thing. And it's community. Mm. Don't do this alone. You're not on the journey alone. The age of the individual is over. It's now the age of the team. So have a community of people that you can encourage each other. It's absolutely amazing. Build that community of really excited, empowered salespeople who are all have very big goals and they all want to achieve these goals and they're working very hard. So right. when you take a hit, you're amongst that group. But if you build a community of people who are total losers, who, who give excuses all the time, and you say it's hard, you say, no, it's harder. <laughs> so it's, it's really difficult. Your, your environment can determine your, your success. Right. And, and, you know, you hear this all the time online. You know, you get all these, these speakers, motivational speakers, they'll say it all the time. Show me your friends, I'll show you your, your, your success, income. your income right. Your, right. and all that. So community plays a very big role. Surround yourself with a very good community, not just offline, but online as well. Mm. What are you f- feeding your mind, you know? Listen to good YouTube uh, um, shows or listen to podcasts like mine all the time. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so so put, put some good stuff in your mind. Don't just have mental candy, you know? That's what right. most people eat, eat, consume all the time. So, so yeah, community and, of, of course, uh, online and offline. Okay. Um, put, that, put that in place and your motivation will, will really, really start flying like crazy. Okay. I'll let you have the first key now. All right, let's go right in. So key number one. So for for all the salespeople listening, and everyone wants sales mastery, especially at a time like now, 
work hard on these keys and blow your sales through the roof. First key, key number one, develop a large prospect list. One of the challenges for salespeople is they don't have enough prospects to work with. Mm. And let's say you only have five or six prospects to work with, you become desperate. And when you're desperate, you start doing all kinds of things that, and the prospect can feel that. And they start edging away from you. But if you develop a large prospect list, you have a lot to work with. But here's the thing, here's the, here's the catch here. Don't just collect prospects and, and inquiries, convert them into appointments. Mm. Convert all these inquiries into appointments. So make an effort to convert these inquiries into appointments. So I have a very simple formula for this. A equals P equals S. So write it down. A equals P equals S. So appointments equals prospects equals sales. Mm. If you have no appointments, you really have nothing. You have no prospects to work with. And if you have no prospects to work with, you have no sales. So one of the mistakes many salespeople make is they're so happy to see so many inquiries come in and they collect all these inquiries, but they don't convert them into appointments. Before you can convert the person into a customer, you need to get an appointment first. And so that's the thing. A equals P equals S. So in business, I, I, I many years ago when I first learned to play squash and a friend of mine was teaching me how to play squash, he said, Jeevan, never take your eye off the ball. And keep your eye on the ball. As long as, as you keep your eye on the ball, it's going to be easier for you. In, and it's true. So if you look somewhere else when you're, when you're hitting and that's it, you're going to miss the ball. In business, the ball is not revenue or profit. The ball is appointments. Hmm. Never take your, mind, your eye off that ball. If I ask a salesperson, how many appointments do you have next week? And they say, I don't know or nothing. Well, you've taken your eye off the ball. Right. So you want to make sure you at a very minimum you have five appointments in, in the week ahead or in this week, for, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's key number one. Develop a large prospect list. Go all out, develop this large list and start converting the people on your list into appointments. Start working your schedule. Use your time in the office. Use it well or your time at home. Use it well. And you'll find that you're not desperate anymore. And you can actually walk away from some sales even. So when that happens, your energy is different. Your attitude is different. The way you present is different. And they start really loving being around you. So that's the first key. Because you're not Develop desperate. A large yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's a joke. It's a lot like dating, isn't it? <laughs> I don't guy, know, Jeevan. You tell me. If a guy is so desperate for, for a woman, she's going to run away. So if he has a large prospect list, that's a completely different story. So there you go. So that's key number one. Stick to sales. <laughs> that's key number one. Develop a large prospect list. So key number one. Mm. First key. Second key. Now, this is another key that salespeople often forget about, and they forget about it all the time. And that is build incredible rapport. Build incredible rapport with your prospects. Now, understand this. People buy from people they like and people they trust and people they see competence in. So so be competent and demonstrate that competence. And, and you know, make sure you're, you're getting to a place where the prospect really likes you and trusts you. You'd be surprised how a lot of the sale is now extremely easy once that's done. And the reason many salespeople struggle is they just don't have enough rapport. I've had many people come to me to sell me stuff, and before they can even build rapport with me, they're, they're pushing down the price down right. my throat. I guess I remember the story from years ago, this yep. insurance guy that used to poke you. <laughs> oh, yes, remember that. <laughs> yeah, this guy who just poke you on the side and say, hey, bye, bye, you know, tell your friends, hey, bye, bye. What are we? I said, no, I'm not going to tell him, introduce you to anyone. You'll be poking them as well. So, <laughs> so this guy just kept poking everybody. But here, so let me give you a little secret to rapport. And this is so important, and I think every salesperson needs to understand the secret. Here it is. Treat a prospect like a client, yeah. and they will very often become one. Yeah. 
Mm. Treat them, and that's what I do. You know, you treat a prospect like a client. Like most people would only take a client out for a meal, or they would only buy uh, gifts for a client. Um, but and they only invest in the client. Invest in your mm. prospects. Invest in them. Treat them like they're already clients. Behave as if they're already clients, and they will become one because the whole the whole energy has changed. Mm. This is such an incredible thing. When when you do this now, when someone has incredible rapport with you, they will just want to buy from you, and. This is the, you can see this in any kind of industry. It doesn't even matter. Right. So, salespeople need to make that effort. Sometimes they're too much in a rush to close the sale. Mm. They're getting they're getting to to the bottom line too quickly. So, so spend spend a little bit of time, you know, just just talk talk a little bit more. Listen to a bit about them and their life and where they're coming from, why they want to make this purchase, how it's going to add value to their life. You need to understand all of that. Right. And you need, you need to know why this is important to the prospect. When they realize that you actually care about all of this. Now they are willing to listen to what you have to say, right. which is so interesting. You know, um, Dale Carnegie said this. Said this best. He said, "If you want a person to find you interesting, be interested." Mm. I love that. Right. So that's key number two. Right, and we'll go into the other keys in just a moment. Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab. Stay tuned to Raise a Game BFM eighty nine point nine. Beating fickle mindsets. BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station. Good morning, it's Racy Game. I'm Frida Liu. If you've just joined us, Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab joins us the first Monday of the month, August 1st. How appropriate. Uh, we're talking about the sales mastery for salespeople in the down economy. And there's seven keys that uh, Jeevan's sharing. He's shared two keys. We're on to our third. Okay, so the first key was develop a large prospect list. And key number two was build incredible rapport. Key number three, uncover the status quo. Hmm. So let me explain this. Your number one competitor is not another company trying to sell to your prospects as well as you. No, your number one competitor is the prospect status quo. So what does that mean? Let's say you're a unit trust consultant and the prospect is used to just putting money in fixed deposit. That's all they know. All their life, they've been putting money in fixed deposit. And you come to sell to them unit trust. Your competitor is not another agent who's selling unit trust and, and has a fund that can make 5% more than yours. Your competitor is this person putting money in fixed deposit. That's status quo, the way things are for them. So that is your competition. You need to uncover what is a prospect's status quo. And the only way to do this is to ask very deep questions. Mm. You have to ask, and most people ask really lousy questions like, you know, how was your day or what's your favorite food or, you know, when's your anniversary and all that stuff. Ask some questions like, for example, here's some deep questions, um, starters that you can use. What are the top three reasons why you made this purchase with the previous um, consultant last time? What were the top three reasons you did that? So now you're uncovering the status quo. So what are the top three things you didn't like? What are the top three things you love about this product or this service or this industry? You see, by asking questions like this, you can uncover. When you've uncovered the status quo, you now know who your competitor is. Mm. And now you know how to compete. Now you know how to do. So if someone says, I've been only doing fixed deposit, I only believe in fixed deposit, fantastic. And, you know, fixed deposit is a very good investment. We have something that can perform with the same safety as fixed deposit and yet give you higher. So you can start right. tailor-making the conversation uh, yeah. now. And even from uncovering the status quo, it's like, because it's convenient. Exactly. Right? And it's not really, you know, and, and that's, so that's why it's a yeah, no-brainer. But, but if you can... Find that, out, find that. it out. And the thing is, don't make fun of it and don't shoot them down. Like say if you're selling cars and the, and the person's very comfortable driving a certain kind of car and you want to sell them a different car, don't ridicule them for their previous choices. 
No one ever wants to feel stupid. Right. So tell them, say, look, you've made some very good choices. Now we have some other things that we can add on mm. to all the good decisions that you've made before. And you see, you can build on that status quo. Mm. And they feel like there's no threat. And they feel this is this is amazing. This is good. And then now they want to listen to what you have to say because you acknowledge their status quo. And we have this even for, for example, your choice of food. You have a status quo. Like if you've been eating fried rice every day and that's all you know, mm. <laughs> that's everything. And someone comes along with Indomie. I mean, you're like, hey, what is this? You see, so so they've got they've got to work with you on this. So this is fascinating because too many salespeople are so quick to try and shoot down a person's previous choices and make them feel very lousy, not realizing they just killed the sale. Right. So what you want to do is not to try and be clever, but you want to uncover the status quo by doing a very good diagnostic, like how a doctor would do a diagnostic. Ask very good questions. And once you've got the status quo, you can work on that. Build from there. And I tell you, with this, you can close tons of sales with this right. key alone. And one of the selling factors of my mm-hmm. car is just because it's color red. <laughs> so there you go. So don't Frida laugh. just loves don't, red. Don't, don't That's laugh. it. And so what I would do is if I, if I was a salesperson selling a car to you, I'd say, Frida, why do you like red? What does red do for you? Mm. And then you you probably will talk nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> I drive point. faster. It's, 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 I just feel fast, you know. I get in fast. I get out fast. I, I park fast. And she says, yeah, well, we have another color that's just as fast. <laughs> so there you go. But the thing is, you know, it's really, it's, it's really amazing because you would have your reasons for it. Yeah. And it's that person's job to find out what those reasons are and appreciate those reasons, not demonstrate how they've got everything that's just better than all your choices and reasons. So, so this is the whole uncovering of the sales quo. Something I find in a lot of the sales trainings I do that, Salespeople just don't do this either because they're not competent in doing this or they're just very lazy to do this. But it so comes back a, to key two, right? Building yeah, rapport. Building rapport once again. you build the rapport, so it's you, easy and, to and get. And you see, once you build the rapport, it's easier to uncover the sales code. That's why you look at the order of what we're doing. Mm. I've actually built this whole seven keys in order, actually. Mm. You start with your prospects list, you build rapport, second, third, you uncover the sales code, which now comes to key number four. So key number four is build great value. Before you can sell anything, build great value. And I can tell you, here's a little secret to building value. You could brag about the product till kingdom come, but here's a little secret, a method, hmm. the magic story. You've got to have a magic story. You know, here's the thing. We all, human beings love stories. From the beginning of time, people always told stories. They'd sit around a fire and they would tell stories. And, you know, our parents would tell us stories. And some of the most beautiful words in the English language are once upon a time mm. or a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> happily ever after. Yeah, happily ever after. You know, like as if it really works that way. But hey, there you go. So people just love stories. I mean, why does Marvel outperform DC? Um. Is it stories? I mean, look at the stories. It's almost like a Hindi movie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> some of this stuff. But people love this stuff, you know, and DC is so dark. The stories, mm. but again, that's 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 the genre that loves it as well. So you got to have magic. Now, a little help here for everyone listening. If you want to know how to do magic stories and stuff, there's a very good book on this actually by Donald Miller. It's called the Story the Story Brand. So the Story Brand by Donald Miller is a pretty good book, and you will learn a lot about a story brand, building a story brand. That's pretty cool. So build value and use the magic story as as your arsenal, as your weapon. And you know, when when you tell a story, people just stop and they just listen. And he says, let me tell you why. For example, let's say you sold properties and say, let me tell you why this is such a beautiful property. And you say, many years ago, and then you start. And people would just, you'd be surprised, they'd be just captured by that. Mm. So learn to build value and use this technique of telling a story and build great value so that you're ready now. You're ready. And this key number four is a, is a very powerful key, which is actually preparing you for key number five. 
the big one. I am very biased. I love key number five simply because there's a formula here I'm going to share, which I invented. So I invented this formula many years ago, more than 15 years ago, and I've been teaching it now for a very long time. And many businesses have flourished using this formula. So key number five is explosive desire. At some point, you've got to reach a point where the prospect now has explosive desire for the product. And I was asked this question many years ago by, by a client and said, Jivan, how do I create explosive desire in, in, a, in a prospect? I thought about it a lot and I did a lot of research on all the sales literature out there and didn't find an answer. Then I went to psychology and I looked at the psychology literature to see how the brain works. How does the brain work and what goes through the brain before it makes a buying decision? And I saw a pattern and I thought, huh, isn't this interesting? So I came up with this formula and then I started teaching the formula. And well, it's, I've taught it in BFM several times as well. And we've done roadshows where I taught the formula too uh, in Penang. Remember, we went to Penang and mm. KL. So here's the formula. Very simple formula, four letters, FBAT. Mm-hmm. F-B-A-T. Uh, okay. A very powerful formula. So here's what it is. So to get explosive desire in a prospect, you want to use my FBAT formula. So F, let me explain what they all are. F stands for features, B stands for benefits, A stands for advantages, and T stands for testimonials. Mm. So what's a feature? A feature is an undisputed fact about the product, like this car has eight airbags, or this condo is uh, 1,600 square feet. Um, So a feature is an undisputed fact. It's not an opinion, it's a fact. So you've got to first be able to tell someone a, a fact about the product or the service. A benefit is an emotional reason that arises out of a feature. Like this car has eight airbags, which means whatever side another car collides with you, your family is safe. So that's, that's benefits. It's an emo- emotional reason. Advantage is why you are better, why your product or service is better than a competitor. So you find the angles where you're better. And testimonials are two types. Direct and indirect. A direct testimonial is someone saying something about you or your product or your service. Indirect would be things that say a lot about your company without even saying anything. For example, awards that you've won. Like I've won a lot of global and local awards. Uh, I've been coaching for 22 years. So that, that says a lot about me, even without me saying anything. The fact that I've been coaching for 22 years, thousands and thousands of companies. So so things. These, that's an indirect testimonial. Right. In the case of explosive uh, uh, desire, does the timeline also put, you know, by, if you if you buy today... Uh, you can build it in, yes, you yes. Build in, yeah, you can build uh, a scarcity factor into the, in the explosive yeah. desire. So what do you want to know is, wrap it all up. Say so you put the features, benefits, advantages and testimonials together. The prospect is going, Wow. So you now completely understand the five features. Each features have, each of the features have maybe two benefits, and you can see the advantage very clearly over other products and services. And there's a whole list of testimonials and all sorts. And this person's going, wow, they almost feel silly not to buy. Right. You know, in the case of testimonials, it, it, that sometimes also if you come uh, key for building the great story, the magic mm-hmm. story, you can use the testimonials there yes, as you well. Can, yeah, they can overlap. Mm. They can Even in, at the rapport building stage, you can say, hey, let me tell you about one of our clients previously. Mm. You see, people love testimonials. and But the thing is, the brain works like this. So let's, let's say you're walking somewhere. And you see a handphone. The first question you'll ask is, what are the features of this handphone? Then when the person says, oh, this has a camera, it has a zoom and this, and then you'll start asking, what are the benefits of those features? Then you'll say, what's the advantage of this handphone over some of the brands you've been using? You see how the brain works? And finally, you say, who else bought it? Mm. Who bought this? Who's using it? So when they say, oh, you know, um, uh, let's say President Obama used this handphone, that's a very big testimonial. So the brain works that way. So when I saw that, that psychological pattern, I put it all into a formula and I started teaching. People started selling like hotcakes, you know, it was just going crazy. 
And I've been doing this now for so long. So yeah, so that's a beautiful key, key number five, explosive desire, which now brings us to key number six. So, so you're, you're at a place now, you're closing lots and lots of sales and you're very happy. Here's a big mistake salespeople make. They stop there and they just service the client and that's it. Mm. No, key number six, bill referrals. You see, this is the time. This strike while the iron is hot. This is the time, you know, you want to start building referrals. So be very comprehensive when you ask for it. Explain to the person why you're asking for referrals. I mean, don't just say, hey, uh, introduce, yeah, introduce anyone you know. <laughs> That's a really lousy way to ask for referrals. Don't poke them on the side and say, uh, just tell your friends, huh? tell your friends. No, that's a really lousy way to do it. Here's a really good way. Imagine you say something like this. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Lim, I just want to say this. And the servicing you has been truly amazing. You've been such a wonderful client. And I'm very happy to work with you. And I notice people hang out with people like themselves. So chances are your friends are going to be like you as well. And I would be truly honored if you could introduce two or three of your friends and I'll take very good care of them like I've taken care of you. Okay. You so, see how beautiful okay. that is? Okay, in this case, like sometimes people say, you know, you get an extra just Don't put money into this. You don't, well, you, you give them a reason for the referral. Either mm. reason is good feelings mm. or care or, or maybe they get a referral price right. or they get a gift. I right. mean, people need a reason. So give right. them a reason. It doesn't always have to be monetary or, mm. or a gift, but it can even be psychology. It can be a good sense of well-being. They feel, mm. hey, you've taken good care of me. Like if you benefited tremendously from some someone, let's say you bought a vacuum cleaner or something mm. and you really love it and they ask for it, you most likely would give. Mm. And for no other reason, you know, other than then you're just really happy and they really took very good care. Of you. It's true. So, so you see, there you go. So people forget that. You know, you, you, the, the thing I say is give them a reason to give it to you, not give them a present or mm. give them uh, a discount. Or, no, give them a reason, whatever the reason is. Give them a reason. You need to explore that. But this is a whole key by itself, you know, building referrals. Now, let's do the math. Let's say now you've got 100 clients and these, each of them give you three referrals. That's 300 prospects. And you close one third. That's another 100 new clients. And they give you three referrals. That's another 300 new prospects. Now you close another one third from the previous one plus from this one. So it just keeps building. This is absolutely crazy. When you really look at it, the, when, you, when you build a referral-based business, you have an infinity business. Mm. It just keeps growing. And my business is, is almost 90% referrals. It's insane. So, so I would say use this key, use it well. Now comes the final key, key number seven. It's a very big key. Key number seven is winning mindset. You can't be a sales champion if you don't have a winning mindset. But I want to define this. A winning mindset, I would say there are four components to the winning mindset. The first component is the the all versus the bed. So all is an O-A-R and bed, B-E-D. So B-E-D stands for blame, excuses and denial. As a salesperson, you don't want to go anywhere near that. You don't want to start blaming the economy or blaming your bosses or blaming the company or competitors, or making excuses for everything, or being in denial that you have a problem. Instead, you want to do, you want to take your all and row your boat wherever you want it to go, your sales boat. So all stands for, O stands for ownership. Take ownership of everything that's going on. Whatever your sales targets are, take ownership for it. Second is become accountable. Become accountable for the results. Like, if you don't know something, go find out. Don't wait for it to be delivered to you. Mm. Third one is responsible. And interesting thing about the English language, you can often find the meaning of a word inside the word. Ownership comes from the word ownship. Mm. You're the captain of your own ship. Accountable comes from the word accountable. You're able to account for what's going on. And responsible comes from the word responsible. You're able to respond to whatever life deals out to you. So that's the first winning mindset you want to have, you know, the all mindset. Take your all on your boat and, and row your boat to wherever you want it to go. And the second mindset is goals. 
it's impossible to get anywhere without goals. So, so write down your goals. Now, here's what I get my clients to do. All my clients do this. They, write, they have to write down their goals every day, twice a day, a.m., p.m. Every single day, they've got to write down their goals in either present tense or past tense, twice a day, every day. So if you've got five goals, imagine this. They're writing down all five goals twice a day. Most people write their goals down once a year. Mm. My if. clients are doing it 700 times a year. So there you go. It's twice a day, every day. So I would recommend that to every salesperson out there. Write your goals down twice a day, every day. Third mindset, winning mindset is perseverance. Mm. Don't give up. You know, sometimes you'll have down days. And you know what? There may be more down days than up days. Sometimes, you know, you, you're working so hard on a prospect and they don't buy from you and buy from a competitor. And you can feel shattered by that. So, but don't give up. Persevere. So, so that's that's a skill. You know, it's a muscle. Perseverance is a muscle. So keep keep moving forward. You know, persevere. Don't don't badmouth the prospect, or or say bad things, or try and be a sour be sour grips and say, oh well, they didn't deserve me anyway. No, don't do all that. Right. Instead, look at exactly why they didn't buy. Figure it out. Mm. Find out why. But persevere. Persevere on. Mm. It's such a beautiful mindset to see people persevering. Right. And the fourth mindset. I think this is possibly the most important of them all, is consciousness. Now, what am I talking about this one? Consciousness is simply this. When you look at a successful person, you will see they have a success consciousness. When you look at a, a failure, they have a failure consciousness. So this is your entire atmosphere around you, how you think, how you talk, how you walk, how you are. So whatever you want to have, let's say you want to have 5 million in sales in 2022, have it now, meaning... Act as if you already have it. Mm. This is insane. Act as if you already have it and you will have it. This is insane. So because you see, when you realize that everything is consciousness, it's all it's your energy, it's your vibration, it's how you are. And you behave as if you already close five million and you you think it, walk it, talk it, feel it, and next thing you know, that's it. You, you do that. And, and this is amazing because many people don't understand this component. They don't understand consciousness. If I now talk to someone with a poverty consciousness, I know they've got to change that before we can work on all the tools. There's so much. To, they have to just change that consciousness. They've got to feel what it is like to be wealthy, enjoy wealth, mm. have a wealth consciousness. So go and stay in an expensive resort just to feel it mm. and, and feel that. Go test drive an amazing car. Develop that consciousness of success. Move around with successful people. You see their consciousness is different. So this is such a powerful winning mindset. So here we go. We've got the seven keys. Now, every salesperson listening to this, all they've got to do is work on these seven keys, master these keys, and you've mastered sales in a down economy or even up economy. It doesn't really matter. Right. And you'll have a successful 2022 and beyond. You know, you said consciousness, better be conscious than unconscious, right? <laughs> I just want to ask one, one more thing, right? Yes. And sales can be an incredibly well-paid profession. And of course, you know, they can earn very good money all the yep. time. And the operational word is being can, right? So what is an identity carry to ensure continuity and perpetuity of income? And, and I, you sort of mentioned referrals yep. as well. So, 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 when you make money, one of the things I want to encourage, the identity I want people to have in sales is the identity of prosperity. Mm. Meaning when you make money in your sales, lots of money, don't just spend it all and enjoy it. Invest. Mm. Buy, buy, see, buy, for example, buy a terrace house. If you buy a terrace house and, and the rental then starts paying for the loan, uh, eventually the rental may overtake the loan. And, you know, in 10 years, you could own 10 properties mm. so have that prosperity consciousness mm. have that identity of prosperity so so that you can perpetuate in your income i mean you've got continuity in your income as well so so uh, well, no matter where you go your income every year is getting more and more and more 
So keep investing as you earn and have a magnificent life ahead in the years ahead. All right. Sales mastery for salespeople in the down economy. Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab, who will be back the first Monday of next month. This is Razor Game. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.